Hey, if you're an actor at the start of your career, or if you're an actor who hasn't started at all, no judgment. But I do want you to know that it has never been a better time to get started with Backstage. Just go to backstage.com slash subscribe and enter the code word envelope at checkout for a 30-day free trial. That's 30 whole days you can browse through thousands of casting notices from thousands of filmmakers, producers, casting directors, all looking for talent just like you. Make a profile, upload a headshot, find out what kind of projects you want to be a part of. Backstage is where you book that very first role. It's also where you book that second role, and then that third role, and then you keep booking roles all the way up until you win that Oscar. And then you can come join me here on In the Envelope. We love a full circle moment here at Backstage. But first, you gotta subscribe. And again, that's 30 days free if you use the code word envelope at checkout. E-N-V-E-L-O-P-E, envelope, 30 days free. Get those roles. And I'll see you back here when I interview you when you win an Oscar. And not wait. Welcome to In the Envelope, a podcast from Backstage, the one-stop shop for actors and creators both above and below the line. I am your host, Vinny Mancuso, Backstage Senior Editor and Professional Entertainment Obsessive. I'll be your guide through every corner of the creative industry with the help of some of your favorite stars. Here you'll find intimate, in-depth talks with today's most award-worthy names in film, television, and theater. Along the way, we'll get advice on living your best creative life, relatable stories of the highest highs and lowest lows, and maybe, just maybe, a rare peak in the envelope. with auditions it's not necessarily like oh am I good enough to be in your thing um do you really think I've got the chops you know it's not that it's actually sometimes like your idea is just what they're looking for sometimes they've just got a different idea of it and I think getting rid of that like you know these people have so much power to give me what I want idea like no I've got power to give you what you want as well welcome to in the envelope the actors podcast I am your host Backstage senior editor, Vinny Mancuso. And joining us today is a young actor who, if you don't know their name yet, trust me, you will soon. That is, of course, the great Jesse May Lee. Now, in 2018, not too long ago, uh, give or take a lockdown or two, Jesse was still auditioning. They had just gotten an agent, not that far removed from a job as a teacher's assistant. Uh, And then in the time since, they have made some significant leaps in their career. Uh, First to the West End to play Claudia Caswell in All About Eve alongside Gillian Anderson and Lily James. And then soon after that to Netflix's Shadow and Bone, the sprawling fantasy series based on the books by Lee Bardugo. Uh, After a two-year hiatus, the show is returning this week for its second season. Uh, And Jesse is firmly at the center of this massive, moving fantasy series. Uh, They are right at the top of the call sheet. And this episode is, among many other things, uh, just a great inside look at what that responsibility means to a young actor. Uh, Jesse is incredibly insightful, and this is a wonderful conversation no matter where you happen to be in your career. Um, It's also a conversation, by the way, that starts right in the middle of some technical difficulties, uh, which is just simply the charming nature of recording a podcast. Uh, Let's get right into it anyway. Here is Jesse May Lee. 
Yeah, let's just start over. Uh, hi, how's it going? Sorry, <laughs> how's it going? Hi, it's going well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> we're just talking about, you know, that sort of strange uh, limbo period between, you know, the, the sort of flash bulbs of the premiere and press days and all that stuff. And then, you know, the show, people still haven't seen it. You know, it's still coming out in two days. How you navigate the sort of in-between of, like, waiting for people to see this thing after, you know, the week you had left. Yeah, well, the, the, the premiere was a lot for yeah. um for me <laughs> like you know it's funny i was describing it to friends and i got back and i was like imagine like we're in a movie like a steady cam and i'm flailing through the cla- like through the crowd and there's flashing lights and you know i i just get i get very like overwhelmed like in a sensory way quite easily so um you know i got back from uh from la and i've just been taking it very easy i don't i don't know how people honestly i don't know how people do it you know it's awards um season at the moment and um you're seeing all these people going to all these events and parties and stuff i mean i think i dropped i think i dropped dead to be <laughs> honest um and yeah there's a lot of i think i'm i'm sort of in a way waiting for the show to come out just because you know i think subconsciously i, I just you know, it's been the lead up's been such a long time mm-hmm. that I'm I'm not nervous. I'm just excited for it to come out. Um, but at the same time, I've I've already watched it. We've had the premiere, and in my mind, it's sort of like it's gone. Also, mm-hmm. so it's a it's a really strange, really strange time for me <laughs> at the Absolutely. moment. I can imagine. I I've seen you. You know, I've seen you even say. You know, I think either in interviews or or it was either on your Instagram or something like that, where you you you, you noted that you don't like being recognized. It's it's this is a it's a very sort of uh, yeah. overwhelming process for you. So I, I I always find that interesting when I talk to actors because I hear that a lot. Um, you mm. know, overwhelms. But your you know your job is to be perceived. <laughs> your job is to be seen. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious how you see the the overlap there. Um, you know where this is your profession it's what you love to do but it's also something that causes you to be seen uh and how Mm. you see that overlap and how you've sort of seen thought about that over the years yeah it makes me feel so cringe hearing that back like oh oh i don't love you oh i don't want to be famous (laughs) it's just such a cringe thing to be saying um but it it's true i think i think the thing is and I feel like I can honestly speak for like many, many actors mm-hmm. um, because I actually don't know many people who, you know, would say that they honestly enjoy that outside of it. Um, you know, some people are better at dealing with it than others for sure. But um, I think it is one of those strange things where, you know, before getting into this job, um, you don't really think about it. I know it seems ridiculous, but I mean, certainly not for me. I just wanted to be you know, wanted to be an actor and be in films and, and things. That was exciting. But the other side of it, I just thought, well, that's you opt in for that, surely. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to you don't have to do any of it. But then, you know, when when you do get to this point, um, well you, you do, you do have to do it. Um and it, it it's strange, I think because I um I do very much have like my life, mm-hmm. you know, me as, you know, there's there's like Jesse May Lee, um, who goes to the premiere of Shadow and Bone. But then there's just like a little old Jess Lee who, you know, like living in Bristol, um, hanging out with my mates that I grew up with. You know, it's it's it is strange, I think, because those two people are very different, mm-hmm. I think. And um yeah, I think the 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 issue that I have with it is that even in my mind, like yeah, before doing this, you think, okay, well you go to 
an event or um, you go to a premiere for your show or whatever, you've got to turn up, you've got to do press. You can't really like switch it off mm-hmm. as and when, you know, you can't just go, well, I mean, you can in some ways, like, you know, I shaved all my hair off, which was quite a good little that's, disguise. That's <laughs> um, and, um, you know, but still, you know, sometimes you just want to, and I'm, I'm not like famous. I mean, people recognize me from season one of Shadow and Bone um, more than I would have expected, truly. Like I kind of, I thought maybe I'd get recognized by the odd sort of 15 year old girl, but no, they were like, I'll be walking to the shop in my pajamas thinking <laughs> no one's going to speak to me. Or if they are going to speak to me, it's just some like local chatty, friendly person who has no idea who I am. Um, and yeah, it's happened a few times where I've just been like blindsided by like just, just doing my thing and there'll be uh-huh. people want to take pictures. And I'm like, bro, do I look like I want my picture taken <laughs> right now? <laughs> you know? Um, so it's, it's strange. I'm mm-hmm. sort of taking some getting used to in a way. Um, but at the same time, it's all got to look at the bright side of things and, and enjoy the bits that are enjoyable for sure. Absolutely. Um, I do want to, you know, I want to, I kind of, I, I absolutely want to talk about, you know, Shadow and Bone season two and where you are right now. But of course, I also want to talk about how you got here, um, the entire journey. So yeah. I do want to go back to the beginning uh, and ask if you have any sort of, you know, memory and a sort of acting origin story, something you saw a performance, a film, anything that you, where you're like, wow, that's, you know, that's what acting is. And I uh, I would like to do that. I guess it's never that deep, like in, in a sense that I um I just always loved movies. I love watching films, both with like my dad and my stepdad and my family generally, you know, films are like a big part. Mm-hmm. And my brother, even at my brother's now, he's a doctor, he's a GP, but he's hilarious and such a good character actor. Like we grew up kind of, it was such a part of my life. It never really felt like, you know, oh, I want to be an actor. It was just my brother and I and my friends, we'd always be putting mm-hmm. on stupid little shows. And, you know, then as I got older, it would just be, I loved them. Um, I loved telling stories and doing impressions and taking the piss out of people. You know, all of that stuff was was exciting for me. Um, and yeah, I think, I mean, I guess maybe I remember as a young child really being i was obsessed with crouching tiger hidden dragon it was my favorite Absolutely. film yeah. of course i mean yeah. it's it's amazing <laughs> and all of the wire food and i remember thinking you know me and my brother used to act it out we used to have them um, used to call them jade fox battles <laughs> we used to do that and imagine we were flying through the air and think and i think that was very much you know little little jess wanting you know would love love to have done done some wire food um there's still time. But yeah, there's still time. Exactly. <laughs> and actually, you know, when Shadow and Bone season two does come out, there's actually a nod to some of these waifu moments in, in Hong Kong films and stuff, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, I guess I didn't necessarily have like, wow, that's inspired me. I want to be an actor because that actually came much later in life for me, the, the mm-hmm. actual wanting to go down that that career path. Amazing. Well, great weekend for Michelle Yeo. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Love to so see So emotional. It. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And I love that you left. <laughs> uh, you were traveling out of L.A. the night of the Oscars. That could not have been uh, fun. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. I know. It was funny. I was at the airport. And, you know, I think the guy who dropped me off was just like, you're not going to hang around for the Oscars? I was, like, <laughs> I was like, literally, look at my face. I think one of my <laughs> eyes was closing. I was so... I, no, thank you. I, yeah. I do not do sleep very well. So I was like, let's get this one out, guys. <laughs> 
Um, but I, I, asked, I have heard you say that when you, you got into acting, it was sort of, um, you know, you did it sort of, you know, as a lark, you took, you took an acting class and it just became, you're like, oh, I think I could do that. And then you mm. sort of started auditioning or how was the, the, the transition into, you know, oh, this is fun to, oh, I'm going to try and do it, you know, get paid money for it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because I dropped out of uni and I was working several jobs. Um, I watched a TA, it was like a teaching assistant at a secondary mm-hmm. school and that was that was wonderful. I loved that job. And yeah, I think I was so much just wanting to have fun and do things that sort of fed my soul because I'd had a bit of a hard time those years leading up to it. And um, and then, yeah, I think it was, you know, you start to throw out these acting classes, start to make friends, who mm. lots of them I'm still friends with now, um, who, who were on that, I'm going to be an actor, I'm going to do this, this is going to be my career. And that was, that feeling and that excitement was so... Um, What's the word? It was so it's infectious. It was infectious. I was yeah. then like, oh, that's cool. Like, and you hear about someone telling you, oh, there's an audition, an open open call for something. And you know, I just thought I am so kind of I don't really think about <laughs> I don't really think about things. Um, but I just go, Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, go on. Let's do it. Why not? Um, bit of adrenaline, something different, whatever. And um, and then yeah, I think it was when I started to get in rooms, so they say. That I would normally have got into, you know, it was often because they were looking for an open casting for someone who looked like me, for example, mm. someone mixed race. And um, I would end up getting quite far into it and thinking, oh, my God, I was doing this like semi seriously. <laughs> and you're telling me you actually, you actually think I could, you think I could do this? Oh, mm-hmm. okay, cool. That's good. Cause, you know, I'd, I'd always enjoyed acting. I didn't think I was any good at it. And then, yeah, it wasn't until I, met this director who ended up um seriously if it wasn't for him I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing um, and I met him at one of these auditions I just gone along to on a whim in a way and yeah he he was so supportive he he, he could see that I didn't have any credits and um was very green um and the other actor that I was auditioning against I guess was um was very famous Mm-hmm. And um, so then this director ended up helping me out and getting me in touch with his, uh, with some friends of his who were agents. And, um, you know, I owe everything to him because I turned up to meet these agents like, these guys are just going to give me some <laughs> advice on headshots. Like, it's just exciting mm-hmm. to meet people. I'm a chatty patty. I just want to talk away to anyone. And um, and then they signed me because, because of his uh, recommendation. And so that was around the time I think I was, yeah, I was working as a tutor and I was a waiter and I was doing all kinds of things. And I was just, those jobs were so mind numbing and mm-hmm. not for me. <laughs> and I remember just thinking, right, guys, I'm going to quit. Bye. It's been great, but I'm going now. And, you yeah. know, it was quite a scary time in a way because I had no money um, and, you know, not so much like support necessarily. Um so yeah I was just kind of like just had to sort of jump into it um and luckily for me I ended up getting work quite quickly and um, because my agents are so brilliant so um so yeah it was a it was a really strange time um but it all kind of felt right you know sometimes mm-hmm. when things just feel like they fall into place and I was like oh this is what I should be you know I've been trying so hard to kind of find my place and what I should be doing um and it's been so grueling <laughs> And um and yes, it was a, it was really just such an exciting time. You know, this was only what 2018, I think. So actually, wow. not that long ago in the grand scheme of things, because obviously we don't count COVID. Because yeah, so it was what like a year and a half ago. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I do want to ask because you know that that is a moment where you then took a few big jumps, one after the other. So I do want to sort of go walk through those jumps and and you know sort of look at where you who you were as a person as a performer during those times. And that first jump was to the West End, yeah, um, to All About Eve. So I'm curious, you know, you 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 are auditioning, you are you have you, your agents, and then suddenly you're on the West End. Um, what do you remember specifically any moment that is sort of emblematic of that time, this first big leap for you? Yeah, that was a strange one because I really, <laughs> I really, I really didn't think I was going to get that part. You know, yeah. I'd done like a course with the National Youth Theatre, but, but outside of that, I didn't really done anything on stage apart from like when I was a kid, you know, at school. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, when I say I wasn't taking the audition seriously, I don't mean in like a petulant way I mean that I just thought I might as well that yeah. my general kind of way I guess in life is to just have fun because it's worked it's worked out <laughs> it has worked out and you know and, and to try even if like you know maybe I'm nervous or the people in the audition are a little scary or something mm-hmm. I don't know I feel like that part of it that challenge of just trying to enjoy myself in the situation um has been really helpful because I think it takes you out of that you know silly oh no, oh no, everyone thinks I'm rubbish kind of mindset that I think is quite easy to fall into. Yeah, so I remember yeah, getting the part in All About Eve. I mean, it It also, again, sounds ridiculous, but it kind of just like, felt right when I, you know, turned mm-hmm. up there. I met the other actors, you know, um, the girl sharing a dressing room with is one of my, you know, we became like sisters, you know, and we were a similar place in our career and we love her so much. And it was just like such an exciting and yeah, slightly surreal time, I guess, because I had literally just been working in like a shitty tutoring center in my in like the town I grew up in, mm-hmm. you know, with like some of my co-workers were like 16 year olds who were siblings of people I went to school with. <laughs> it's just like, what is my life? It was such a weird leap. Um, you know, I'm just Jess Lee from Red Hill and suddenly it was, you know, I'm there in a room with all these actors who I'd seen on TV. And that was my first kind of, because yeah, lots of people have seen my life. Oh my God, what's Gillian Anderson like? Oh, what's Lily James like? And and I've never been one to be sort of get all spoony over famous mm-hmm. people because I'm aware that like there's people and yeah, I'm aware of the just, fame machine and business and you know like we're we're sold we're sold mm-hmm. a certain perception of these people and I know that, that I've always known that wouldn't be the case but mm-hmm. that was my first kind of yeah step into this like you know mysterious hidden world of actors and famous actors and all of that and and that was it was quite good because the people who were there like for example like Julian Anson who's just so down to earth and mm. you know just just Super cool, talented, and you know the kind of person that walks into a room and you know where she is, even if she's back to her, you know. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it was just like, oh, this is a woman who's a woman. She's a mum, you know. She is a hard worker, like no different from like people in my own life. And I think mm-hmm. that was really nice because I have, you know, since gone forward since that job, I've never felt. Because I think it could, you know, I've, I've met other actors who will say, oh, I'm doing a job with X person. Oh, I'm really nervous to meet um, meet them. And um, I don't necessarily feel like I suffer from that that at all. Because I'm just like, hey, look, you know, they're just a, they're just a person. I'm just a person. Exactly. We might get on really well. We might not. Um, but yeah, it was it was really a, 
it was amazing. And to be on stage every night, you know, it's sort of, it just makes me laugh thinking about it. <laughs> you know, like it was so, some of it was so chaotic and it was so much fun. We'd be playing games like on stage, like Wink Murder and, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was a really great group and just such a lovely like initiation, I guess, into this life and this world and definitely made me want to go back on stage at some point because um, it's like you don't get that same sort of like yeah. adrenaline yeah. that you do um, on stage anywhere else. Yeah. I was going to ask if there's anything sort of technical or, you know, craft-wise that you either learned or honed on the stage that you, you know, has stuck with you, you know, and, and maybe translates to television a bit. Yeah, I I think one of my biggest downfalls as an actor is that I, you may be able to tell, I don't, I'm a bit of a mumbler. I always have been. Like enunciation and like, you know, and throwing my voice and all of that stuff does not come naturally. It it does when I'm dicking about and like doing impressions of people. I could and mm-hmm. I'm quite loud when I want to be, but I think, yeah, it was very much like the things to do with the voice. Um I really took away from from doing all about Eve. Because I remember I remember it was one of our tech rehearsals and we didn't we did a rehearsal without mics. And I remember the vocal coach came up to me afterwards and said, darling, I can't hear a word you're saying. And I was like, <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> nice. That was me thinking I was like yelling. Is that going to be a problem for this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh, God. Um, and, you know, it's still taken me, you know, until I mean, it's still something I'm very much like working on. And, um, mm. you know, I'm just, I grew up having a little bit of a little minor speech impediment as well. So it's, it's interesting then having to like be on stage and be heard and and everything. Um, so yeah, it was definitely I, I took I took a lot away from it. I think to be honest, rather than the technical, rather than the technical side of things, it was more how to conduct yourself in a place mm-hmm. of work. I learned that a lot from the other actors who were there because you know we've worked with people who've been in the business a long time and and to see that level of like professionalism, but also while being you know, lovely like family setting and everyone was kind and warm and supportive, but also like, okay, I'm gonna be professional and I expect that from the rest of you as well. That I thought was really important. It was actually something that I felt I very much took from that experience into because I was auditioning for Shadow and Bone at the time. Um mm-hmm. and I came onto Shadow and Bone and really wanted the sim- a similar um, atmosphere on set. Absolutely. Well, I was going to ask. I was that—that that is the the next big leap of it's your so life was to, was to Shadow and Bone. It, yeah. it was less a leap than it was just happening simultaneously. Um, what what was that sort of? Uh, you know, there's the, you already had this big transition to the West End, and then very soon afterward, you have another transition. Was 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 that something that you could even think about at the time that it was happening, or is it just? Well, here I am. <laughs> now I'm doing a yeah, TV show. Yeah, it was a bit like here I am. Now I'm doing a TV show. Um, because like you know, while doing all about Eve, I got a small part in um, Edgar Wright's film Last mm-hmm. Night in Soho, which is amazing because I'm such a huge fan of his work. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up watching Hot Fuzz and Shaun the Dead, and so that was again like a really good little step into. I'd never been on a big film set before. I'd been on a short film set and a, mm-hmm. you know smaller things. Um, so that was another. You know, all about Eve and then Last Night in Soho were like really good moments for me to observe. Because I wasn't huge parts in either of those, I could look around and observe the others and see what was going on and understand how like the film set worked. And so yeah, then I was I got the part for Shadow and Bone while we were doing last night in Soho and 
yeah, I guess it's strange, Vinny. I don't really know how to describe it, but like, <laughs> I guess in my mind, like, I, I feel like sometimes when I feel like I'm on the right path, it just, things just, it's almost like you're not going to sort of stop me from doing it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't quite explain it, but it just, when, when I got the part in Shannon Bone, I was like, well, yeah. Like I've, I've, that, that feels right yeah, to me. <laughs> th- that was going to happen, of course. And it I don't was. think it comes out of arrogance. It's just I think, I think I'm very good. I can feel when something feels right, and mm-hmm. I'm not afraid in that moment to sort of go for it. And yeah, so getting the part of Alina, like I remember just doing the first audition and thinking, this I I get. I feel like I get this, and I know how I would want. To, I w- I know how I want this character to be. Um, I had such a clear idea in my mind of how she should carry herself and sound mm-hmm. and feel inside. And and obviously it, it matched up with what they were looking for, you know, because that's the thing with auditions. It's not necessarily like, oh, am I good enough to be in your thing? Um, and do you really think I've got the got the chops, what it takes? You know, it's not that. It's actually sometimes like your idea is just what they're looking mm-hmm. for. And sometimes they've just got a different idea of it. And I think getting rid of that, like, you know, these people have so much power to give me what I want. I did like, no, I've got power to give you what you want as well. And I think that's, that's a nice, you know, way to think about these things. So, um, so yeah, going into shadow and bone, I just felt like, no, do you know what? I feel like everything in my life so far, you know, trials and tribulations and whatever, I, I was like, I feel like I'm in the right spot and the right place in my mind to do this. And, um, and yeah, then we just got started and it did just feel like, oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> this makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Has, has the, has you, have you found that the sort of the opposite is true as well, where, you know, if you, you something feels right, you're going to, you know, it just sort of, you're going to make it fall into place. Do you also know when something you're like, oh, that's, that's not for me. Is, has it helped for you to, to know that, 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 you know, a choice or a role or an audition, you're just like, this isn't for me, you know, this is, not this, 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 I'm not going to do this. Yeah, not everything's for you and that's okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I think um, I've become pretty discerning actually with what I want to spend my time doing. Um, mm-hmm. I think because I'm such a sensitive soul that, you know, doing a big job or something, it just takes it out of me. And um, I think because of that, you know, I do, I read a script and if I don't feel like I get it or it, would get me or I would be right for the role. I'm not going to, I wouldn't necessarily push to do mm-hmm. it. Um, because I think, you know, while I do think I'm versatile, there are certain things that I just think, well, that's, you're not going to get me to do that. I think that's someone, mm-hmm. there's someone else out there who would, who would look better, sound better, whatever. So yeah, I'm definitely quite good at knowing what's for me and what isn't. Um, obviously then when you do have like, oh, that's definitely for me and you don't get the job, of course is, you know, I, I still <laughs> yeah. do, not to say I don't get like disappointed, but it just means then I'm like, okay, but that's that's all right because there will be something else. And, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be in something where, you know, the, the the casting team, the director, they're like, no, we want you, we like what you're bringing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I find exciting to have be able to collaborate and like work with people who've got these strong ideas. That's wicked. And um, so yeah, I've definitely been getting getting better at sort of going, no, that's not for me. This is what I want to do. Actors can say no as well. It's not just yeah. getting no. It's not just getting rejection. Yeah, exactly. You can also turn things down as well. Uh-huh. 
Um, so I would say that this 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 third leap in your career was a bit more gradual. Now you're heading into season two of Shadow and Bone, which is, <laughs> I have to imagine, feels a bit different because, you know, there's one thing to debut a TV show. There's one thing to say, oh, this is this is who's playing this role. Now it's sort of taking ownership. The, this, you're coming back and you are the center of the show. You are leading the show. So I'm curious how your relationship to the show overall feels different heading into uh, season two. Uh, how does it feel different? Um, well, I guess in season one, I didn't necessarily know what we were making, you know, mm-hmm. in in a, in a way, fair. because, you know, you, you turn up and you talk to all the creative team and the directors and, um, you know, you'll see little snippets, I guess, but I didn't know what Shadow and Bone was going to be, if that makes sense, in terms of its tone and its themes and who it was going to appeal to and, and all of those things. Um, so yeah, coming back, I think with the knowledge of like, okay, this is the show that we're making. These are the people mm-hmm. that love this show. Um, you know, these are the things that the network want, you know, to be highlighted or whatever. And um, so I think, it, you know, there's less sort of like, less a kind of, because there's less mystery around the whole thing. Um, I guess it was less exciting in one sense, but and just more lovely, familiar coming back mm-hmm. to, you know, this cast as well, like the cast of Shadow and Bone, are just my favorite people on this planet. So all of that, it was, it was, it was strange. And I think a lot of us, you know, well, maybe I shouldn't speak for everyone else. I certainly was different, you know, coming off the back of season one, going through lockdown, and you know, I'd gone through some things in my personal life, which meant that I was different, you know. By the mm-hmm. time we got back, and it's a quite a long time between, you know, it was like two years almost. And so, yeah, it was, it was it was exciting. And also, you know, like with Netflix, for example, we never know if we're going to get another season. We don't know what's going to happen, what they want to see, blah, blah, blah. So in a, in a sense, you kind of just have to roll with it and make the most of, of you know, what could possibly be our last season. Um, so it was strange. It was almost like it felt like the beginning, but also could almost be the end. So mm-hmm. let's just let's just like, yeah, have fun, you know, let our hair down party have fun but also work really hard and it was it was an incredibly <laughs> intense uh five months was filming shadow and bone season two it was amazing in so many ways but also kind of like terrible <laughs> in loads of ways yeah. at the same time um yeah yeah it was it was a lot season two definitely i feel like when productions started back up and they were interrupted and they were sort of you know I- i'm curious it felt like these 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 productions that happened after lockdown. They, there was a, a a renewed sense of like taking care of each other and you know community, and it, it almost felt like that's bled into the into the project. So I'm curious what that feeling was like on set, where it kind of felt like you guys were coming together again, and it it, it was it was getting to see people again, but also like oh we're back on a set. It was what was the difference there between you know before and after? Because we were all different people after lockdown, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it was really strange, and you know, myself and lots of the cast had all gone through different like life changes mm-hmm. and steps, and um, so we did. Lots of us turned up as different people, but but you almost like regress in a way. It's like when you're with your <laughs> oldest friends from school or college or whatever, and you, as soon as you're together, you're just back to how you were. You know, <laughs> like just yeah. being silly and. Um, it was very much like that, like despite everything that, you know, various people have gone through and we kind of just all come together and 
everyone just has such a good time. Like everyone just has so much fun and there is so much um, you know, with or without COVID, like it's um it's, you know, an, a group an atmosphere, like there's so much love and like that was super important to me in season one. I think season one I felt a little bit more I remember my my one of my colleagues, Ben, you know, he was a lot more, you know, he'd been in the industry like fifteen years. Mm-hmm. And I remember like one of the first or second times we ever met, he said to me, he was like, he's like, you're number one on the call sheet. And I was a bit like, I don't really know what that means. Sure. <laughs> and he was like, people are going to look to you to set an example and look to you to set the tone. And it's a big responsibility. And I remember him saying that and I was thinking, that's where, it, you know, all of those things I learned on those previous jobs. I was thinking, oh, okay, cool. Like that's, that is important. It is important to have the right atmosphere. So I think season one, I was very much feeling like, I guess in the sense, like I was leading the cast and that I did mm-hmm. have to bring people together. Um, and, you know, I really, really wanted it. I didn't want there to be any clicky, clicky, divery behavior um, or, you know, people not speaking. Well, you know, people, I wanted everyone to be polite and respectful to everyone on set, you know, mm-hmm. because it's it's a clock. It's a machine that needs, everyone needs to get on. Everyone needs to be respectful. Otherwise... You know that's where things get sloppy, things get messy, and um, so that was that was season one was very like wanting to take control in that sense. But season two, I felt like the foundations had been laid, and everyone is so kind and wonderful and and respectful that I felt like I could almost take a step back, you know, sort mm-hmm. of in, enjoy the atmosphere. Um, but also, yeah, we had new people coming in, and then I think rather than me being sort of like the mother hen in season too because everyone was the mother hen i think by this uh-huh. point i became more of like come to my flat we'll have a party um do you know what i mean it was more that kind Absolutely. of thing and and or you know come over and have dinner and equally just... helpful uh, exactly like, equally you need valuable. to let off some steam come and do it at my house um so yeah it was definitely different i played a different role in season two definitely absolutely um i've gotten a lot of interesting answers as i do this podcast about um chemistry uh, you know, whether it's a real thing, whether it's just acting. Um, I, I can tell, you know, just from the interviews and stuff like that, and from what you just said, this is a this is a huge cast that that really mm-hmm. from the outside looking in really got along. Yeah. Um I'm just I'm I'm curious from a you know, just from a performance standpoint, what's the difference between acting with someone when there is no interpersonal tension or anything like that versus, you know, is it just easier? Does it matter, or is it just part of the job? Yeah, I guess I don't really, I guess I don't really know because, well, I mean, my experience of Shadow and Bone is, you know, pretty much everyone that Alina has you know, these intense scenes with are people mm. I'm just very, very good friends with. Um, I think that friendship is really, real life friendship is really important because for myself and lots of the actors that I work with, it's almost like when they say action, like, for example, working with Archie, who plays Mal, Mal and Archie are so different as, you know, it's quite, it's funny because I think sometimes there are some performances in, you know, in lots of things where it's almost like the, the actor is doing such such a subtle performance, but it's so incredibly different from what they're like in real life. Um, and if you don't know them, it's almost like you don't see how incredible it is. And, and I think I'm very good at just switching um, what's it called? Just losing Jesse, like losing myself, mm-hmm. and being in the scene. So it doesn't necessarily. I don't think it would necessarily matter to me if I didn't know the person very well because it's about our characters. Um, mm-hmm. 
But there is a level, like, for example, with Ben, who's a very good friend of mine, you know, he's sort of took me under his wing, I guess, in season one. And we have a very silly, like very silly uh, relationship, which is which is nice because our characters don't at all. And so much of what we're being asked to do is intense. And for someone like me, who I think, you know, (laughs) it's so serious, some of those scenes that I would almost want to love, you know, get the giggles, whatever. But you don't because you get the silly out before, you know, when you're having a coffee or whatever it may be. And, you know, so, for, yes, for example, like working with Ben um, as Kirigan, who they obviously want there to be so much tension between these two characters. And it made it so much easier because, you know, Ben, again, being nothing like his character, we can just be silly, just, you know, have a giggle and have a cup of tea and then like talk about the scenes and be really frank with each other about what we're comfortable with. Um, and that definitely, that definitely makes it on the day, it makes it much more of an enjoyable experience. I think if mm-hmm. I didn't know Ben or we didn't get on at all, or there was some weird stuff going on, and then we had to do all that, that would probably mm-hmm. make the experience... The, 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 the acting would probably be the same, but the experience inwardly for me in between takes would be like probably more exhausting. So mm-hmm. I guess it's different in that sense, yeah. I, I, am, I am curious about something you just said, which was the sort of the losing Jesse, you know, the sort of playing the, the reality of the, the character in the scene. I've seen Shadow and Bone, I've seen a bunch of season two as well, and it's, it's oh, great. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of, you know physicality to the role there's a lot of the sort of you know movement with the character there's a lot of the 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 lingo that comes fast from the books yeah i'm curious how you navigate all that um and keeping getting to a place where it feels real enough to play the scene you know sort of navigating the cgi the the dialogue the lingo the lore stuff like that how you navigate that while also sort of you know playing the reality for you it feels like such a sort of rubbish answer to a question (laughs) but i just it's quite difficult for me to articulate what I'm trying to say, but I, I'm just quite, I just get it. I'm just, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like if you're asking me, okay, there's a monster over there. Yeah. I, I can just quite easily imagine that. I think I've got like a very strong imagination. And I think also one of my, I think I've got that little ADHD superpower of living so much in the moment. Like I'm very good in my day-to-day life of just completely forgetting what's going on, where I am. And, you know, I think that really does help actually being able to just, yeah, I can't quite explain it to you. Like it's quite funny watching the show back sometimes because it's it's almost like I have no memory of what we were doing because even though I do, I remember the lines. If you ask me to just say the lines in this scene as I'm watching Mm -hmm. it, I will just be able to do it. It will come naturally. But like, it's so bizarre and thinking, oh, I didn't know that my face does that or or whatever, you know, <laughs> watching it back. But I do, I think you just have to believe. I don't know how to explain it. You just have to, you know, there's a man running around in a green morph suit and there's all kinds of nonsense happening. But I think when you're so invested in your character and like I really, like Alina in some ways, it's quite a difficult part to play. It's quite challenging because... You know, she's from lots of the stuff from Shadow and Bone. The challenges I find from Shadow and Bone, the fact that they come from these books that are first-person perspective narratives that also are really quite dense. A lot happens in them, but because of the nature of this show and the fact that they, you know, the Six of Crows storyline is so important and obviously that's the um, the pinnacle that we're going to get to at some point. That's a really mm-hmm. amazing story. But yeah, it's like 
trying to fit in Alina's arc and her story and her characterization in actually what essentially are like quite short, even though I would Mm -hmm. say I probably got the most screen time. It's actually not a lot of time we actually get to spend with Alina in the grand scheme of things. You know, if it was just Shadow and Bone and we had an hour each episode to, to follow her. So I guess it's like having to just be so invested and know the character so well so that in, you know, if it is a short three minute scene, you know, you do really feel that, you know, that person coming through. And I mean, it's bloody exhausting, like doing all the magic <laughs> and things. Because, I mean, I really, it bothers me sometimes if I watch something and I don't feel like the movement and the CGI and everything, like if that doesn't all come together, it feels like a shame. So that's why I really get did myself a mischief. Like it, even though it might not look it when mm-hmm. we're, when you're watching it back, a lot of like Alina's movements and, and even just, even just holding a static position, but while doing the powers, I'm not just standing there. Like I'm doing so mm-hmm. much inside my body that I would get back from work and just be like, you know, my my abs would be hurting, my like my back, my neck, like everything was just it would be exhausting. But I feel like it's worth it because then when I watch it back, even though it, lots of people might not even notice or care, I notice that I feel mm-hmm. like it looks legit, and then I'm proud of it. I'm proud of that work, even though it probably goes over everyone else's heads <laughs> when they watch it. It's like, oh yeah, she's just doing the magic. But then I'm like, but if it looks legit enough that you're just gonna not even think about the performance then i've done my job properly do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so yeah i think that's that's deeply important i think that we if if you didn't do that people would notice but it does it almost feels like you don't notice it because you're doing it it does it's it's very hard to that's what alina feels like to me i think as a character i think it's almost like the less we kind of like notice things about her (laughs) the 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 better the more the more we're getting to the core of this character because she is like it it's strange she is someone who we see her in season one saying you know never cry in public blah 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 that you know she's so so held inside mm-hmm. that actually there's a, quite a lot of stuff that i know is going on you know behind the scenes that probably again it's going over people's heads but that's the thing with Alina. So i think it's why it's a challenge just to have this inner life and this inner power and all of that but not have it be noticeable um, and as an actor, obviously I've got an ego as well. Like I'm like, well, I want someone to say, "Well done, you did a sick job." But also, I but also I don't because I'm glad that you know it just feels natural, it feels seamless, um, mm-hmm. and that was my goal. So if that's the case, and we go through season two with Alina being, you know, her scenes being enjoyable and exciting, that and that's that. Then I've done my job, you know. Um, so as we sort of you know as we wrap up here, I see that we're kind of coming up to our time. Uh, we did talk about you know these leaps you've made so far in your career, uh, but you're still early in your career. There will be more leaps to be made. Your big breakout role was Shadow and Bone. So that is sort of, you know, what you're focused on now, but you do have, you know, stuff coming up. You have Havoc, uh, the Gareth Everett's movie. Uh, I'm curious, as you look towards these future leaps, are there any parts of your artistic persona or who you are as as an actor that you are especially eager to share, eager to, to show off as you look towards the future? that maybe audience have not seen yet? I would really like, I mean, it's funny because for some reason, I guess maybe something happened to me when I was a teenager or whatever, because it, this is probably the reason why I've shied away from it a little bit. But, you know, friends and family always say to me, like, when are you going to do some comedy stuff? <laughs> or like something wacky, like, when are you going to do that? And I was like, guys, like, I really want to. Um, but I think obviously portraying Alina, you know that's my main thing that people know me mm-hmm. for so obviously that's the kind of thing that comes through to me now is like similar kinds of characters 
which is cool. You know, I'm not going to turn my nose up at the right project. But yeah, I just think it, it, it's funny because in my real life, you know, everyone says I'm such a goblin. I'm such like a, you know, I'm such a creature. <laughs> like, And, I, and I, I do think this is what I mean. Probably when I was a teenager, I probably was trying to be funny sometime, like one time and someone said, didn't laugh. And then I just completely <laughs> just <laughs> never, never, again. never being funny in public ever again. But obviously amongst friends and family, that's my main thing, you know, and um, it would be fun to be able to like, also just play a character that's having a good time. Like <laughs> Alina is not having a good time no. either season of Shadow and Bone. And like, but for me, I get so in that character's body. Like I had, I hold my own tension in certain places, but Alina holds her tension in different places. And to be in that body all day, you know, yeah like is absolutely exhausting. I would get like Alina headaches from just like the facial posture and like, um. so it'd be really fun to play someone probably in something maybe a bit wacky and funny, but who's having a good time. I think I'd really like, like that. Someone who's a bit more carefree and taking it easy. That would be my, my ideal right now. I love that. Well spoken into the universe. Hopefully yes. we can make that happen. Thank you. Um, amazing, Jesse. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time. I know that you uh, literally just landed uh, not that long ago, so I really appreciate you taking this time. Uh, this was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, not at all. It's been lovely. It's been really nice to chat to you, Vinny. Thanks, as always, to our brilliant producer, Jamie Muffet, and to the whole team at Backstage, Samantha Sherlock, Mark Stinson, Caitlin Watkins, and of course, Casey Howe. Visit Backstage.com, and don't forget, you can subscribe to Backstage with code ENVELOPE at checkout for a free trial. 100% free, you simply cannot beat that. For more exclusive content, find us on Facebook and Twitter, at In The Envelope, and subscribe, share, and leave a comment. Who should we interview next? Let us know. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time for another peek in the envelope.